world-class lessons from the real estate industry's top 1%. Empowering agents to think bigger and do more to create life by design. Get access to exclusive interviews with top producing real estate professionals. Listen in as we talk about their journey in the business, best practices, and lessons learned. Hosted by Kiro Nasrallah and John Scipioni. I mean, one thing that we always say in our office is just action is better than perfection, right? This is Light It Up with Lighthouse Residential. All right, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Light It Up Podcast. Super excited to have with us today, Mr. Tarek Hasib, who's actually from our hometown of Hoboken, New Jersey. Tarek's on pace this year to do 100 transactions, representing just about $40 million in total volume. And the exciting part is he's done it all in just six years in the business. Tarek, thanks so much, man, for being with us. Hey, thanks for having me. Awesome. <laughs> Well, we're happy to have you on. We know you'll bring value to our viewers. Um, and we always try to bring someone on that can bring some kind of lesson or uh, some kind of uh, takeaway to the people who are listening to this. So thank you again. No, no problem. I hope I can provide that. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, first and foremost, I think it's, it's, uh, it's interesting for anybody listening to this and they're probably thinking, well, why would someone bring their competitor onto a podcast? Uh, you know, I have, and John has our own answers and our own perspectives. I'm just curious to hear what you think about that, Tark. Sure, I think that's a great question. And I think that the first thing that pops to my mind is competition is always great. Okay. You never know who we're going to be talking to at every, any given moment, uh, no matter the lead source, if it's an expired, a FISBO, a just listed, just sold, a past client. What's the probabilities of us talking to the same person at the same time? Right. So, um, you know, in fact, I have several accountability uh, uh, partners, right, and some in the same marketplace. And it's very rarely that we're in competition for one and, you know, for, for a listing uh, with one another. So, uh, you know, I, I just I, I think it's always a good thing. You know, we always add value by helping each other out. And then, uh, you know, and if I like you enough, I'm going to refer you the business if I can't if I can't get the deal. Right. Exactly. If, I, if I can somehow make the connection. So I look at it as a completely objective uh, perspective and then, you know, it's an, an end result. As long as we all make money, that's all that matters. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's it's there's such an abundance of transactions out there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, if you asked me maybe five, six, seven years ago, I, I probably thought a little bit smaller. And, uh, you know, people might think that if if you know, you do a transaction in our market that, that you've taken it away from me, then it's one less transactions that, that I can do. But, you know, we don't look at it that way. And we really, you know, love sitting down with people like you and, and sharing big ideas and, and, you know, things that will help us all progress. So, yeah. you know, it's okay for people in the same market to share ideas of what's working and what's not working. Maybe you're not going to share exact lead sources and, and, you know, the exact secret sauce, but it's okay to share ideas of, of, uh, you know, approach and, and marketing and, and that sort of thing. So that's, yeah. uh, you know, you're the first person we've had on the show in our, in, in New Jersey, right. Yeah. Or uh, that was outside of our team. Yep. So we're awesome. excited about that. Funny story, Tarek. I know, I'm not sure if we actually ever told you the story, but when John and I first started prospecting together three years ago, as I was making a call, he looks at my screen, he's like, Oh, 
that guy, I've been following up with him for three years. He's still cleaning out his garage, isn't he? I'm like, yeah, that son of a gun's still cleaning out his garage. <laughs> so he was like, all right, good luck, get him. So it was, and that's the same way. So without further ado, Tara, can you share with everybody how we actually met and how uh, really this uh, you know, power through accountability came through? Yeah, so, I mean, accountability is a really strong thing. I really couldn't connect on it, connect on it in the beginning uh, because my goals weren't crystal clear, my my hunt wasn't big enough. Okay, my um, you know uh, you know in the beginning when you're first doing this, everything's like a fog. You're just trying to know your surroundings, you know, kind of know the jungle so you know you know where to hunt, right? And uh, and uh, so, but connecting with you know really good people and great agents like yourself, we all had the same goal. So what better way? Uh, you know, was it, uh, is it then to connect with, with people and, and build a strong accountability because we all had a greater purpose. We wanted more, uh, you know, more of more deals. We wanted more success, you know, more income. So in order to do that, we had to build strong accountability. Like we knew that we had to strengthen our weaknesses, right? And so to build that accountability and find that like-minded perspective and then just, hold each other accountable and, and uh, you know, uh, form the group, form the rules, uh, form the accountability, the penalties, and I guess the pain, how much pain <laughs> can you take until you actually accomplish something and do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. And, I, and I thought that was very interesting. It was very, it, it was amazing to watch us grow and, uh, and, and you know, and then learn from each other. So that 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 was probably the most rewarding and most valuable experience out of it all for me. Yeah. So just a little bit of a backstory. I'm going to add on that. Uh, the three of us had an accountability group uh, with, let's say, two other people. Right. We had Melissa yeah. down in Texas and Tom uh, up in Connecticut. And the five of us would have to check in multiple times throughout the day on a lot of different levels. First and foremost, in the morning, we had to send a picture, a selfie. Right. Yeah. To show that, that show that we were at the gym, as if people didn't know what a selfie was, uh, <laughs> to show that we were at the gym at a certain time. Sometimes we had to show the picture of the clock and we had to show a picture that we were finished with our workout or we would lose, what, 500 bucks at one point? Initially, it was $1,000. $1,000. And no one missed. We, was, we made it very strong. Yeah, it was the pictures uh, showing the proof of the, uh, the workout. Then we had to write down our goals for the day and yep. then really strong affirmations. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, you know, we had to be on our Google meet, you know, like a zoom call every morning, um, for what, three or four hours for our four hours, know, eight to 12, four hours for group, <laughs> group prospecting, which was, um, you know, really hard. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that start their calls at eight o'clock, but then they sort of get sidetracked and start writing a contract or dealing with multiple offers and that sort of thing. And, you know, sticking to that was tough. And then um, in the afternoon, we had to send our presentation, right? We had to record Before ourselves yep. doing the listing presentation uh, on our phone and send it out to the group. And that was due by 8 p.m. or again, $500 fine. Yep. And we later switched that to video by 8 p.m. Yeah, 8 yeah. p.m. So I think it's just and, you know, I, I was just telling you when, when we were talking about, um, you know, setting up this podcast that um, there are certain areas that I just listed where I've fallen out 
and are falling off and and uh, I need to get back into that sort of accountability. And I think it's important thing to talk about, you know, accountability is either internal or external, right? Right. There are people out there and I'm not one of them that are fortunate enough to have really strong internal accountability, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I could go to the office and, and work every day, but you know, if I didn't have to pay a fine for not sending that script or go to the gym, I'm probably not going to do it. And that's yeah. probably why I haven't been to the gym in a bit. So, um, or as routinely as I should. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's, it's helpful to, to start these groups and stay, stick with them most importantly, and, you know, to have really, uh, high levels of, of accountability and fines if, if you don't show up. Yeah. Any sir? Yeah. hundred percent. Now, what I thought was really interesting is um, even if I wasn't in this accountability group right now, I found that what you really gain, the ultimate gain out of this is that it becomes a routine. And you said the magic word before, John, routine, yep. right? So if, it, if you can do that accountability until it becomes a routine where you don't need the accountability anymore, then you've just defined success for yourself, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. And, I, and that's what I found. Like, I, I don't even think twice anymore. I'm not thinking about getting a fine. I'm thinking about just doing it and getting on with my day, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that, that's what's really cool about it. And, and it just becomes a no brainer. It's become a part of me. And so that, that's how accountability to the highest level uh, has helped me. Yeah. Yeah. Can you share around when or specifically timeline circumstances going on in the world when we started the accountability group? Uh, yes. So I think we were, we came, you and I, Kiro, came back from um, Mike, a Mike Ferry event. Okay. And um, we, we uh, called each other up, right? And I said, hey, you want to, you want to just, I'm looking to form really strong, high accountability. Are you in? Right. And then we met at the, um, oh my diner. God, the diner that they're, they're closing up uptown. Flamingo, what is it? Yeah, they just blew like it up. Uh, uh, Mal- Malibu. Malibu. Yes. We met at the Malibu diner. Do you remember that, Kira? Yep. Yep. And we met for like a a brunch or a breakfast or a lunch or something like that. And, uh, you know, we started forming rules, talking about what your needs were and what mine were and what we're looking to accomplish and why. Right. And then, you know, how can we put this whole thing together and then uh, put the right pieces in place, the right people in place and then form a contract and then let it take fire. And, you know, and that's exactly what we did. And yeah. I thought it was really cool because we went from talking about it to taking action about it and then, you know, making money from it. So I, I thought that was exciting. Well, anytime you have Kiro in your accountability group, you're bound to make a few bucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't have any that's of your dollars I in my up. pocket. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I did book a vacation from his accountability group. <laughs> I will tell you. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> You're welcome. It, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's so important though. Like I think it, it sounds cheesy to somebody who's sort of on the outside looking at this and saying, you know, um, you know, do people really follow the rules? And, and until you have money on the line and uh, a, a significant amount of money, because if the fines are $10, you know, nobody's getting anywhere. Uh, people are just going to pay the fines left and right. Um, but I'll tell you, man, when I had to be in the gym, I think it was five o'clock or five thirty. We were in there at five. You didn't I pay for the gym for two months because you would beat the mm-hmm. lady who came into the front desk. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a good story in itself. 
uh, I think our accountability group said you had to be at the gym by 5.30 or you paid a fine of 500 bucks. And I was like, I will never pay $500 for not going to the gym. So I was there every day at 5 a.m. just to make sure that I was never late. And I got there before the woman who checks the, the badges at the gym. So I never actually joined the gym. I just <laughs> would go in for free because yep. she was never there early enough to check my badge. Yep. <laughs> Until one day, I guess I was running a little late or she was a little early. And all of a sudden she's like, you're not a member here. And I was <laughs> like, like, of oh, course really? I am. <laughs> But anyway, I mean, like you said, you do something long enough, it becomes a routine. And I think, um, I mean, we work in a crazy way like that and it's affected all sorts of, uh, you know, aspects of our lives, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, even talking to Scott who owns this studio, uh, we were like, Scott, put us on the calendar for every Thursday at 3 p.m. for a podcast episode. And he's like, do you have that many guests? And we're like, "Uh, not yet, but we're gonna fill up that calendar. And like, now (laughs) what's cool is, and I was telling you about this the other day, is that now me and Kiro are, are held accountable to have a high level conversation with somebody that's a top producing person in their field, like yourself, every single week, right? So we're, you know, in a crazy way. Uh, Doing this you are way. still our, our accountability partners, I guess what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Talk to us about some other ways, though, that you're, you're holding yourself accountable whether that's to your transaction goal, your financial goal, uh, you know, buying investment properties. Sure. So, you know, I, I think affirmations are a huge thing and, it, and, and writing down your goals. So you, you have to, at least for me, you have to make a personal commitment. So whatever that is going to, however that's going to work for you, as far as, you know, it being meaningful and purposeful, uh, you know, for what you're looking to accomplish in, you know, how that's going to click for you. Like if I don't write it down enough, it's not going to make sense enough for me because there's so many moving parts in my day that I'm not going to see it on paper. Therefore, it's going to be swimming around in my mind. And chances are, it's not going to come to fruition, right? It's not going to materialize. So writing it down, uh, taking it with me, putting a screensaver on my phone, reciting affirmations, you know, um, you know, uh, having your admin hold you accountable, getting them involved, getting your family and friends involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I never quite put it on social media to get the whole world involved, but I think if I ever did that, it, the uh, <laughs> the uh, pressure would be definitely a lot greater. Because so, <laughs> well, I, I, I look like an ass if I don't do what I said I'm going to do, right? Well, so we're, we're getting to that part. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, you know all that you know all that good stuff. I mean, I, I I always feel like I always need stronger accountability because we're always developing, you know, and as you get better, your accountability is going to get stronger. And as your goals get uh, bigger, your accountability needs to be just as strong and effective. Otherwise, you're going to be, you know, back at the level where you were before. And that's going to mean complacency. So um, and I know with the way the market is, uh, you know, where there's less transactions per per agent across the board, uh, because the amount of money that we're making per transaction has caused us to be complacent. So we have to make our accountability even that much stronger, right? Yeah. How many more people do we need to talk to to get a deal done? Yeah. You know, so uh, that, that's the way I look at things right now. Yeah, that's very well said. It's, it's interesting that you said to write it down. Do you truly write down your, your goals and affirmations each day? I, I do. And not as much as I, not as, you know, I should be spending, honestly, more time. I write it down quickly. 
um, but I, I should really do it even stronger than what I'm doing it at. I am accomplishing the goals. Yeah. It's just, you know, <laughs> I feel like by the end of the day, we don't have the time we think we have. Yep. So, and it's like, you know, what can we do to accomplish more in the same time frame that everyone else is living in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's my challenge. And I'm always looking to, you know, work on that and develop that and become more efficient and more productive in that respect. So, uh, you know, uh, can you suggest anything? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I have an ironclad pl plan for you, but I, I was just sort of connecting with you on a, a visual level. My wife always is just like, you're always so, you're so visual. Mm. Like I'm, you know, if we're hiring a contractor, I'm like, draw it out for me. What, what is this going to look like? But I remember when we were working together closely, you would always carry around a notebook, right? I mean, we're in a world of like, you know, the follow-up boss CRM and all these crazy CRMs. And I'm the type, type of guy where, yes, I use the CRM and I type everything into the computer to follow up my leads. Yeah. However, I also do carry around the same sort of notebook because if those names aren't in front of me and I'm not writing down like how I tried to reach them and how I tried to contact them today and tomorrow, then to me, it gets lost in the computer. Yeah. Are you the same sort of way? It's the same way. Even, but even if you write it in your book, it still will get lost, right? Yeah. Because the pages will keep turning and those pages that turn become history. And unless you have a good follow-up system, you know, it's, it's, if you have follow-up boss or any other kind of CM, CRM, uh, which I have, you know, I use a black and white notebook, right? Yeah. I mean, how primitive is that? I mean, back to like elementary school, right? So it, it's got to be on the same level. You know, it yeah. really does. And uh, you, you, it's, it's however you prioritize it. If you have to keep writing it on the next empty page, the next blank page, uh, it's part of the next chapter. You got to keep following up and keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. I want to take a quick step back for a second. Um, one thing to mention, the typical person listening to this who's ever been in an accountability group or have had an accountability partner, they know that it probably lasts for a few months. Uh, our group lasted 18 months strong, and that was all during COVID. Mm -hmm. The whole plan was And And just to add January. a note there. It, they're still going strong. We removed ourselves from the group to focus more on building the team than, than individual production. We didn't think it was fair to, to still be involved, but they're still going strong. But, That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, congratulations on being still insane. Uh, <laughs> but the other part that it, it was a takeaway for me, and just because I've been getting back into my own morning routine again, is that, and this sounds wonky because people on social media have been talking about it a lot, but hard times make for strong men or strong women. Good times make for weak men or weak women. The accountability that was set there was set so strict that you literally had to go against whatever your mind's telling you not to do. To the point when that would be a person that was in that group or would start joining the group that would start cheating a little bit, even like an inch, the whole group would go against that person and kick them out. <laughs> it's like it, the lions would come out and it's because they don't, if you're going out of your way to, 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 to go against the grain, go against your own mind telling you just sleep another hour. Really, do you need to work out? Send that picture from last week. You'll get away with it. Like your mind's fighting. You're fighting with yourself. And for someone else to like let that get them, you automatically don't feel like they deserve it. <laughs> you want death upon them yeah. when they cheat, which is kind of crazy. Um, well, you just want everybody in the group to be held at the same regard that you're held at. Yeah. Right? And to have the same standards. Yeah. So, Tarek, and tell us about how you went a little crazy on that group chat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> How I went crazy on the group chat? What do you mean no, by no, that? No, no, How was the accountability important for you in terms of like what 
lessons did you actually take away from it, from the way that it was structured during the time that we had it? So at that time, when we built that, it was during COVID. It was like way in the beginning when COVID first happened. Before the rates so dropped. It so was a very months. surreal experience. And, um, you know, either we were going to cling on to fear, right? Or we were going to cl uh, cling on to, you know, our purpose or our, our you know, what, what we, you know, our, our, what we're looking to accomplish, right? And um, it was very easy to cling to fear and sit back and, uh, you know, and, and collect. I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't going to collect and I refused to. Mm. And I saw a lot of uh, agents do that. I saw a lot of people do that. I refused to do that. I wanted to stick to what I was doing. And uh, it was in front of me. I, I, I could have been like everyone else. But yeah. this was a time, right, to rise. It was a time to take advantage of, you know, a weakness in the marketplace where a lot of agents were not working, right? And that was the time that we built and strengthened our, our, our accountability. And that's the time I saw my most growth. And I wanted to capitalize on it. I noticed that the calls that I were making, the people I were connecting with, nobody was talking to them. Yeah. It was a ghost town, right? Yeah. So how perfect was it that, you know, COVID happened, our accountability happened, the market was like near dead. It was dead, wasn't it? At yeah. one point. Until the right? rates dropped in May. Yeah. yeah. It was Absolutely. three months. Yeah. 100%. So that's when I surged and, uh, you know, I soared and, uh, and I connected on that and I, uh, I, I thought that was just such an amazing experience. So I, I think that strength, I, I've, I've built strength from that and mindset, you know, even the books we were reading, you know, things that we were doing, like it was just like a collective mastermind type of experience. And I really capitalized from it. So it was very rewarding for me that way. Like, I, honestly, how could you forget an experience like that? That'll always stay with me. Yeah. And I think what's interesting too is like, you know, we all have to remember, like, this is a lonely business, right? Like, not to, to, oh, yeah. to, to say it that way, but it, it, you know, to do the amount of deals that we were all trying to do, right? If you're trying to do 100 transactions, you're probably the top producing agent in your office, right? And there's a lot of tension. And then there's people who are like, uh, I'm going to stay away from that guy. Or, you know, he must have mm -hmm. a big book of business and all that. And, and you sort of end up on this island by yourself. So, it really does help to connect with other people that have the same goals because yeah. you can't necessarily connect with the other people that are in your office, right? Cause you're not talking about the same things, the same ideas and the same, you know, the same passion. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I think that in all fairness, when COVID first happened and we were going through this experience, um, that we weren't really talking to many people, were we, <laughs> right? Yeah. We were like alone at home, weren't we? Yeah, right? exactly. And and honestly, our group pulled us through that. So that that's honestly that was a great, uh, you know, a, a great memory. Uh, so great experience that way. But you're hundred percent. We work home alone, and um, we'd have each other four hours for the day, right? And sometimes we even did the evening calls. Remember that? We'd yeah, log on. I remember being a pain in the ass and saying, "I'm making evening calls. Who wants to go on with me?" Right. Did you yeah. give up on your goals today or, or your goals this month? Where are you at? You know, yeah. and by the way, if we didn't hit our monthly goal, we would pay a fine, too. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And we were doing this all in the face of fear and, and disaster around us. Right. So I thought that was pretty cool. I think one of the things to touch on is that the, the group of people 
that you want to be around in those situations are people who are going to want you to succeed and love that you're succeeding, not compare or envy. And I'm going to put you on the spot, Tarek, but during COVID, you were able to secure one of your largest checks. Do you uh, feel comfortable sharing how much your single largest commission check was? <laughs> yes. I, I, I mean, I have no mind. I know no problem sharing that. So we ended up closing on a, um, a deal that, gosh, almost took, it was a commercial deal and ended up took, and it almost, uh, I'm sorry, it almost took a, a year or two to close. All right. And it fell apart a couple of times. You know the deal, right? That's a typical realtor story. So um, I think it was, uh, oh my God, it was like a, it was two, wasn't it like a $200,000 or something like that? I think it was above $200,000. Yeah. He's made so much since then he doesn't remember. <laughs> which, is, which is great. But we bragged about that time to so many people. But yeah. it's because it inspired us. We were like, yo, this is incredible. Look what Tarek did. Yeah. You know? But that's the kind of people you want around you, support you, and to, to, to essentially love that you're succeeding and winning, not compare yeah. or envy in your group. Yeah. And I think that's a good segue, too, to tell the Vegas story. Uh, when we were all in Vegas for another Mike Ferry retreat, right? You had achieved one of your goals and one of your either transaction goals or monetary goals. And, and I'll let you tell the rest of the story. So you were on a hunt to purchase. Oh, the, uh, the, the investment property. So no, the Rolex, the Rolex. Oh, oh the Rolex. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The Rolex. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. funny. So, yeah. So, um, I, I wanted a Rolex. That was one of my goals. It was on my dream board. I'd, I'd say it was on my dream board for two years. And I'm like, I, I know Kiro has one, right? And I'm watching him flashing around and a lot of other agents. And I'm like, gosh, what the hell am I doing? You know, like I don't have my, <laughs> what, I, I'm wearing, I think I was wearing a, a, a Seiko or something like that. I don't, I don't even know. Ca anyway, Casio? So, Casio? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It had, it had the calculator on it? <laughs> One of those solar watches. I did graduate <laughs> to an Apple watch, though, in all fairness. Nice. I don't know if that counts. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, we searched everywhere. Everybody knows that shops for a Rolex right now. You can't get a Rolex anywhere, right? You're waiting around everywhere. So uh, I even dragged you guys out to every store in, in Vegas trying to find one, and there was none. Okay, so that was kind of depressing. So that made me even uh, double down on me trying to trying to find one. But, you know, uh, I, I, uh, when, when we got back to, um, you know, when we got back to New Jersey and it was around my birthday, uh, we came across a flagship uh, Rolex store that, uh, um, you know, that, uh, uh, that just opened up. And, uh, you know, it was pretty surreal because it was a brand new store. And, uh, you know, I came back from Vegas. I won some money over there. Right. And I said, you know what? I'm using this money to buy a Rolex. I'm buying my damn Rolex today. Right. So and it turned out on my birthday that that store opened up new, uh, brand new to customers. Uh, you know, it was interesting because the day before they had it for only uh, prior customers. OK, they had like a special event for prior customers uh, and uh, they wouldn't let me in. And I'm like, well, when are you going to open up again? I got it. I have to get my Rolex. You have to let me in. I, I, as strong as I am, I couldn't bust through the bodyguards. They wouldn't let me in. So um, I came back on my birthday that Monday and ended up getting it. So that was a huge accomplishment because it's just the way things happened. It was in the universe. I put it out there and I the commitment was strong. My will was strong. And then next thing you know, it's on my wrist. Yeah, and here it. it is. There we <laughs> go. Beautiful. Good timing. That was a good, that was a good segue. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. 
it, it, uh, I'll never forget. I mean, I mean, we're at the Mike Ferry event. We were all accountability partners then. And we're like, you know, Tara and like all that crazy shit happens in Vegas, right? People are always trying to pump somebody up. Like, you know, like Tarek, what's going on? Like uh, the old Tarek would have had his uh, Rolex by now. And then all of a sudden he starts going, what do you mean? What do you mean the old Tarek? And you sort of play mind games and we pumped you up and we said, let's go to the store right now. And you're like, I'll buy the damn thing. Yep. And we freaking all, I remember we all got in an Uber. I think there was like seven of us in the back seat. We take the Uber over to the Rolex store and I, I, I don't understand how this happens, but it was COVID. And like you said, the store was empty. 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 And every store was empty. Yeah. 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 And they were like, hold on, sir. We have one in the back. And it was like a lady's Rolex and it was like shit brown. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, and they were like, she was the ultimate salesman. She's like, sir, no, it would look fantastic on you. And, and yeah, I don't know. But uh, I'm happy you were able to get one when you got back, man. It looks. Yeah. You know, it, looks, it was always, it was, it was more of, it was more of a, um, not only just a sense of accomplishment, but making that upgrade that we need to make right yeah. so and always going up another level and that was that's what it was really more about for me you know and and like part of being the best version of yourself and it wasn't really about you know you know glim and glamour it wasn't yeah. really about that it was more about accomplishment you know what i mean so right. it had more of a deeper meaning to me yeah i think i think people who you know may hear us talking about this mid session may think oh well you know it's materialistic items and but that's not it at all. I think it's you had a goal in mind and when you hit it, you know, you upgraded, like you said. Yeah. And now the idea is to to never look back and continue to upgrade your lifestyle and upgrade your experiences and and upgrade your goals. And and every time you look down at it, you say, yeah, I got this when I yeah. when I smashed my goal in 2020 or whatever it was. Yeah. It's all about the exposure, too. Right. Because now that he has a Rolex, he's never going to wear anything less than that. Now yeah. it's going to be an AP. Then after that, it's going to be. I don't even know what Mike wears on his wrist, but it's yeah. the exposure. You want more and you go hungrier, <laughs> which is interesting because as you grow from a single agent to a team, trying to instill that same kind of accountability that you've put into your, your, yourself, how have you, as you're growing, new struggles and new challenges come up. So mm -hmm. in the beginning, you had to only talk to yourself. <laughs> now that you're trying to coach other <laughs> agents and bring them up with you, what are you seeing and how... Uh, what kind of accountability are you setting up that might be working that we could utilize or what, what challenges are coming up with the accountability for team members? As far as for my, for my team or for me personally? So you've mastered the accountability for yourself and you've experienced how it's transformed you. We've experienced the same. But when you have someone new joining your team and you're telling mm -hmm. them this is the accountability you're being held to, the natural reaction is like, well, I don't want it that bad or... Can we, can we make a certain adjustment? <laughs> like it doesn't need to be 7.30 in the morning that I need to be here or five o'clock wake up time. Can we adjust it mm -hmm. a little bit? Yeah. What challenges so, have you been seeing with that? Got you. So my biggest challenge was, is that you, <laughs> you can't expect someone to be like you, right? My, my wife tells me this every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was trying to turn them into a little army of men like me, right? And I was just like, <laughs> and it just wasn't happening. Amen, man. <laughs> it, Amen. It, it just wasn't happening. I'm like vomiting accountability and resources all over them. Yeah. And they're like slimed up and they're like, dude, I can't do this. <laughs> With good intention. My so. wife all the time is like, John, they're not you. They're not, not everyone is. I'm like, I don't understand why they don't want it that bad. And she's like, they, you, not everyone thinks like you. Not everyone does what you do. 
and not that what I do or what you do is correct. Mm-hmm. We're just we're just preaching to everyone around us what we've had success with, right? Sure. And it's no, I, I, I you know, I, I stole your thunder there, but I, I was really uh, connecting with what you were saying. It's you know, it's hard. You, you can't. You, you want to instill what's worked for you on everybody around you, but it's not necessarily what works for everybody else. So sure. are, are there levels of accountability within your team where they have to hit certain targets or goals or certain be certain places at a certain time or. See, yeah. it, you know, it, it depends on how new the agent is, right? You got to remember in the beginning of the podcast, it was when we first started, we were just trying to understand our surroundings, right? So can you imagine a brand new agent? And then I'm throwing all this stuff at them and then they don't even know their surroundings yet. They're like, what the heck is going on here? Right. So overwhelm was a big issue. I think that was the biggest challenge for me. And to overcome that was to, you know, get them, um, you know, get them onboarded right, uh, you know, correctly, get them to know their surroundings, really get to know their personality style, right. Get to know, you know, what they're looking to accomplish the role that they're going to uh, they're, they're, they're take on, right? And then how we can help them, you know, um, how you can help them help you, right? So if we don't, if we don't uh, empower them to be successful, then we will never be successful, right? Yeah. So, and that's how we have to, that's, that's how I, uh, you know, got to look at things. But, you know, I don't have a big team, right? So when you spend a lot of time that way, it's going to take a lot from my personal production, Right. So that was my second challenge. Right. And then the third challenge was how, how are you going to get them leads? Right. And the only way to do that was to keep being, keep producing. Right. Yeah. Keep, keep producing. My, my personal production needs to be up there. Right. Uh, it needs to, perf- I need to perform at a high level. Otherwise I'm not, these guys aren't going to stick around. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So when you put all that together, that was like a bag of challenges there that I need to overcome. Yeah. Right. So, and, and that dynamic, you know, you're trying to move on and you're learning new territory while you're trying to teach them the territory where you started. Right. So and uh, and and it just it, it kind of conflicted there for a while. But, you know, it meshes at one point as long as your intentions, um, you know, are good and you're a force of good and, and you know, and, and 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 you're working together as a team. Uh, I think that you have a better chance than not. And as long as they're sticking around and, and they're seeing what you're you, you're offering value they're not going to go anywhere, right? Yeah. yeah, because they see those agents that are falling off. They see, they see those agents that are not producing, the ones that are hanging around the office and not making any money, right? Yeah. So, you know, would you rather be making money or just sitting around, right? Yeah. So, you know, would you rather be busy or, or productive or just saying that you want to be productive, right? Yeah. So, yeah. What's I, the saying? It says the pain of regret weighs tons. The pain of discipline is ounces. I like that. You like that one? Trademark it. Hashtag. Put it up. (laughs) It, it, I have to give you credit, man. It's, it's, you know, there's so many teams out there and, you know, I won't name names, but Keller Williams. Um, (laughs) uh, I can't tell you how many agents over there are just like, I am the CEO of, you know, the, the John Smith team. And you look at that agent's production and it's, you know, less than 20 transactions last year. So, you know, from what I, you know, from what I know about you, you know, you're still, you know, 
on the ground, pounding the pavement every day, you know, actually doing what you're instilling within your team. So mm-hmm. that's that's huge, man. I mean, it's 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 rare these days. So yeah, thank you, thank you. I think that right now, what I put out there every day, and I still haven't reached it, but I'm looking to break the million dollar mark in earnings. Okay, personal earnings, like net earnings, haven't hit that number yet. And I hear a lot of agents who are top producers say that is one of the hardest things to do when you first break for your, your when you first uh, break your first million, right? So haven't reached that point yet. But you know, in order to do that, we got to really break that down and see, you know, how many people do I need to talk to in a day? How many contracts do I need to get? What's my closing ratio? And uh, you know, am I really going to do this? How am I going to triple down on this commitment right and how many how many affirmations or goals or, or uh, uh, you know account, how much accountability do i need to 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 incorporate to really make this happen right yeah. besides just saying it but you know just backing it up with action so every day i say right i'm going to take at least 30 contacts a day right i'm going to get 10 listings a month all right i'm going to get 100 deals and i'm going to make a million dollars every day i write this twice a day, three times a day. All right. So let's see if I get it. All right. You got me on video now. You, so you'll get it, man. I, I know I you. Because I, 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 I've, I've been there for the months that you've taken 15, 16 listings. I was literally so doing the same thing. For yeah. you to hit 10, I think you're sort of selling yourself short, short. to be frank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, <What>? maybe. <laughs> but you know, I think what you said there is important too. And, and sometimes this is something that I get lost in when you talk to people that are outside of our business. And I, I again, I, I say this often, I hate to use the word blessed because everybody says I'm you know, blessed. Uh, but we truly are blessed to be in a business where you can actually reverse engineer your goal, right? I mean, if you truly have a goal and there's a strong why behind it of I wanna make a million dollars or I wanna make 500,000 or 2 million, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you can easily just back into your goal, right? So you say, hey, my average check is you know, uh, $10,000. That means I need to do this many deals. And to do this many deals, I need to talk to this many people. Yep. And to talk to this many people, I need to put in this many hours. And that's it. It's as easy as that, right? Yeah. The easy part is not putting in, you know, the, the hard part, of course, is actually committing to that and, and doing it every day. Yeah. And you know, you, I forget the exact quote, but you're, you know, you're getting paid for the things that you're doing behind the scenes, right? And that's pounding the phone and prospecting and, and the lead generation. And, and you know, people see the transactions go up and the transactions close, but what they don't see is all the work you put in to get, to get yeah. there. Yeah. So sure, absolutely. The, the, the takeaway for me there is just, we're, we're at truly you know, blessed to be in a position where you can just back into any number you want to. Right. And sometimes when I talk to people that are in other industries that are not commission based, you know, I'm just like, yeah, all you have to do is put in more time. And they're like, well, I put in more time and, you know, maybe I get a bonus or maybe my boss realizes it. And again, I think we all have to take a step back sometimes and just be like, holy shit, the sky is literally the limit. And that that for me is is the is the the big upside in this business. And it's also the downside, downside, right? The upside is that the sky's the limit. You can just put in as much time as you want. Sure. The, down, the downside is I have to remind myself sometimes when I go home and I'm around family and friends and my wife that like, you know, every mm-hmm. time you turn this phone on, there's money in there. Right. Uh-huh. And I have to just remember like, 
to turn it off a little bit sometimes, John. Take a step back. <laughs> Again, I've turned this into a therapy session. And <laughs> no, but so let's talk about that, though, Tarek. How do you, because you're an intense dude, and I think Kiro and I can think of many times where we were prospecting with you, either in person or on a screen, and <laughs> we had to just like take a step back for a second. We were like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> Uh, you were just yelling at somebody or, or getting really passionate or, or and I don't mean yelling. I don't want to, you know, blow you up, but passionate is the right word. There passionate. you go. Competitive, <laughs> passionate. Um, you know, how do you turn it off throughout the day and how do you just focus on what you're working on at the time? Yeah. So that's a great question. And I think that this is all such a learning experience for us because you know, at the end of the day, if we're not growing, we're dying, right? Mm. So, and it's like, you're in that, you're going to be wrapped up in that, that process, right? And uh, you're going to be performing at a high level. How do you turn it off? Right? So, and um, that's, that's a tough, that was a tough challenge for me. Okay, because, uh, you know, I came from zero. And, uh, you know, I had to, I was always in survival mode. So I didn't really know how to turn it off. Right. And then I got to learn and appreciate and love things more than just real estate. Right. Mm -hmm. And then things that were more meaningful to me. Uh, so um, I, I think just um, it's kind of very hard to turn it off. I would call it turn the volume really low. OK. I don't know if it's turn it off. OK. I like that. Yeah. So turn the volume really low. And then when you wake up in the morning, you turn it up again. OK, so and then you get to spend time on the things that, you know, mean the most to you, uh, because I don't want to live in regret. Right. I don't want to say that I could have, would have, should have, that why not enjoy, you know, life and the process at the same time? Who's to stop you from doing that? Right. It's yeah. the same way that we prioritize our business. We should be able to prioritize, you know, our personal equity and things. Right. So yeah. Talk so, to us a little bit more. Like some of these agents say, oh, I'm 24 seven. I'm available. Talk to us about like how you manage your time. Like, you know, are you in the office at certain times? Are you, you know, always working on the weekends? You know, if somebody mm -hmm. says come over for a listing appointment at eight o'clock, will you do it? How do you mm -hmm. how do you work your schedule that way? So if I don't hit my goal, I'm going to I'm going to find a way to make it happen and still do my personal time. Um, so, uh, you know, so as you know, at, at night, I try to shut off by like eight o'clock. Okay. Eight, nine o'clock. Let's say uh, the last call. I remember when I first started, I would call people until nine o'clock in the evening. That's how crazy I was. Nine o'clock in the evening, nine Oh one. I wanted to get my last call in. I would make it. And I'm like, yeah, I got the appointment. Right. I don't do that anymore. Right. <laughs> I think I turn off a lot of people that I want to, that want to spend time with me. Right. <laughs> they probably run away from me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, it's, it's tough. I've, I've learned to take, um, a day off over the weekend. Okay. And then some, take some personal time. I, I, you know, it's just the respect for yourself. You know what I mean? You, you can't railroad yourself because if you do, you're going to railroad other people. Right. Yeah. So uh, I think that um, and people will let you know, right, that the oh, people yeah. that love you and support you will let you know. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I thought you were too busy uh, for us. Right. And that kind of just hits home. And it's like, you know, you, you got to really you, you got to really incorporate it and make it a prioritize it just as much as your business. 
And uh, that, that's the, t- the biggest challenge I have, you know, so I used to be 24 seven, honestly. Yeah. So and I, I just, you can't burn the candle on both ends. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. I remember, not, at least for me. I remember in, uh, when, in the Google Hangout when we used to make the prospecting calls, two different events. And this just goes to show how strong the accountability group was and what, how strong you become. Tark had a plumber go in his apartment while he was making calls, and the whole time he was still making calls. Still making calls. All you hear in the background is, and he's like, shh, shh. He's like, when do you plan on hiring the right agent for the job of selling your home? <laughs> and the guy's just going him yeah. in the kitchen. But most, ag- most agents would be like, I'm sorry. I have uh, something I have to take care of at home. Yep. I'm going to take today off and tomorrow just to make sure it gets done correctly. Oh, and then the 4th of July is coming up, so I'll see you guys on Tuesday. You know? Yeah. It's, it's be- and then there was a story with Melissa. Melissa was on her way to the evening prospecting and her car got broken into after the, uh, one of her appointments. Instead of her complaining, she left it, went to her house, made it on time. And she's like, it's okay, bag replaceable. Time making money. No, it was perfect. I should edit that part yeah. out. No. <laughs> ah, throw it in there for fun. Time replaceable. Uh, no, but it's, it's... I remember it's, that. It shows yeah. your dedication and it's just, you know, mo- most people... Uh, would would stop everything, right? And and say, nope, I got to take care of this. But it's just, mm. uh, I think for you know Melissa's example was her commitment you know, was too so strong. She joined us for our night session of prospecting, yep. and after she made all of her contacts, she was like, "You guys want to hear something crazy?" And we're like, "Yeah." And she sent us a picture, and it was a smashed window on her Mercedes, and they stole her purse and her pocketbook and all the stuff that was in it. And I don't know if people still say pocketbook, and um. <laughs> And she was, you know, most women would have freaked out and said, I got to, I got to cancel and I'm out. But she was no, she was dedicated to the group and the accountability and, and all of that. But it just, it shows that, you know, uh, nothing that's happening in your life usually, right. With these, you know, aside from some extreme events is so important that you have to stop everything you're supposed to be doing to, to manage it. So, yeah, I think the best answer for that is schedule what's important for you. Schedule yeah. it yeah. and schedule it and plan it and get it in, get it in the books. That yeah. way, that way you don't, you don't mess with it. You know what I mean? I'm having dinner with my wife and her family tonight. And I was like, send me a calendar invite. She's like, can't you just be there? And I was like, send me the calendar invite. And, and, and she's like, everything with you is so transactional. And I'm just like, I don't want to forget. And, you know, I try to book, I try to put everything on there. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's. I'm the same way. I think, I think there really is no. I think people who get into this industry have to realize that it's not a job, it's a lifestyle, if you're going to do it at the highest degree possible. Yeah. And I think that's honestly what I'm thankful for is that you know, it's not something that turns off at five o'clock. I'm, I'm really, if you look at it that way, I'm thankful that I can keep going from five to eight o'clock, right? Yeah. Sure. Uh, or as our lender, Chris Gallo says, like he shine, he sign, he's got four kids. He signs off from five to eight, but he comes back on from eight to ten thirty, and he's yeah. like, "I that's when I get my most of my emails and all that stuff done." So, I think you know people who are work, looking for work work life balance, you're not going to really find it here if you're trying to do, you know, a high level of business. But I don't necessarily believe in it, right? Like something's if you're trying to lose an immense amount of weight or trying to train for a triathlon or do you know an Ironman or something, like there's no balance. There's not. It's going to be out of skew, but that's okay yeah. because what you want is such, you know, a high level of success 
but you do have to schedule the other things in there though, or you're absolutely, you'll, you'll get yourself in trouble. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. The stricter your schedule, the more freedom you get. And Brian Tracy said, if you think about it, your, your most valuable asset is your earning potential and your more, more scarce resource is your time. So as long as you're being intentional with the time that you do have, because everybody has 24 hours in the day, that's the biggest thing. You know, with all the conversations we've had this week and with 4th of July right around the corner, the one thing that I've realized that's been a big wow um, is every time you're growing, there's new challenges and new obstacles that come in your way. Always. It's like 100%. never ending. For example, Dark has done a couple of big commercial deals and whenever I have an issue, I'm asking him about this. I'm like, hey, what should I do in this kind of scenario? Because it's a new obstacle. And what I've learned is that when you're faced with a new obstacle, your, your solution and your answer is proximity. Finding the people who have experienced it and not trying to reinvent the wheel and simply just getting in alignment and finding out what the answers are because you don't need to have to struggle through it. For new team members joining your team, you mean the best of intentions by wanting to share what's in your mind and theirs as fast as possible because you know it hurt from learning what you needed to learn to actually seeing it in a form of a check, right? Right. So you want to limit that pain for them. You want to speed up the process. Exactly. But they don't, it's not, it's not the way that people work ultimately, but it's all about proximity, being around those people that have already been through those challenges, those struggles, those obstacles that you've been through. And that's Mm -hmm. how you expedite that process. And that's ultimately what I miss about our accountability group the most. And that's why you forgot your your writing your goals because you guys are now in an AA meeting, not an accountability group anymore because you left. <laughs> you know, I I joke with our agents on our team this, the buyer prequel, right? It, it's the it's the the convert the the script that you should use when you talk to a buyer mm-hmm. before you go out and show them a home. Yeah. And it's simple questions like, uh, "Are you working with another agent? Have you committed to a buyer's agent? Uh, will all the decision makers be at our appointment?" Um, you know, when is your current lease up these types of questions, right? So you can figure out, you know, exactly how qualified they are. But I jokingly say to them, I'm like, these are the ways that I've gotten (laughs) fucked. (laughs) And I I don't know if I should be saying that on here, but I'm like, these are the ways that I've gotten screwed. Right. And, but that's, that's exactly it. Right. And each time I, I get screwed because I don't say something or I forget to ask if there's a wife involved in the decision, I show up to an appointment and I get screwed. Right. So just to touch on what, upon what you said is I sped up the process. I'm speeding up the process for the people on our team by giving them a script that is based on all the things that I've learned yeah. and we've learned. So, mm-hmm. um, you That's know, just, just, just another way that I looked at it, but which is good. hundred percent. I agree. Awesome, man. Well, Tark, we really, really appreciate you, uh, spending some time with us today. Um, you know, I think people will find this, uh, you know, super helpful when they're trying to, you know, hold themselves accountable or start an accountability group Mm -hmm. or find some other people. Um, just in closing, are there any suggestions out there for anybody who's trying to, you know, maybe set up an accountability group or hold themselves accountable at a, at a much higher level or at the same level that you are? All right. Sure. Just try to find try to find people that are better than you, more productive than you, so you could learn from them. Like Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues, right? Mm -hmm. So what better way to do that than connect with those people, right? But I also think it's the the commitment that you wake up in the morning with, and I was thinking through this while you were talking. Uh, Each day we have a choice. 
right? So when I wake up in the morning, I can choose to live a life of uh, complacency, right? And I could just go through the motions, right? Or I can I can live uh, a life of a like of a superstar or a, a super productive agent, a super productive person, a, yeah. a successful person, right? So which which one are you going to be? Uh, which one are you going to commit to when you start your day, right? What what are you going to think about before you go to bed at night, right? Yeah. Which one do you want to be, right? And if you are going to do, you know, if you are going to be a super successful person, then you have to do super successful things, right? So and then you 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 really have to think that through, and uh, that's a that's a commitment that you have to make. But if you can support that with accountability with those people, then you're doing a great thing. Yeah. So that that's that that's probably the the best advice I could think of right now. Yeah. Uh, but you know, learn your surroundings, right? Learn your surroundings. Know the structures. You know, learn your scripts. Learn how to have conversations with people, right? Yeah. So about real estate and be as skilled as possible because while this market changes and if you are a new agent and you're coming into this you have to be super skilled okay yeah. and unless you're going to yeah. join a team okay you're going to get slaughtered and that's just the way it is yeah right so <laughs> and uh and so uh you know you you got to learn as much as possible so soak it all in you know join something proximity you know, Listen to podcasts, you know, um, learn your scripts, talk to successful people, you know, uh, just just know more than where you are right now. Learn as much as possible. Read a book. Okay. Yeah. Any uh, particular podcasts you would recommend to anybody uh, in the real estate industry? <laughs> well, this is the first one I'm on. So uh, I think I would recommend this one. Damn. Uh, <laughs> you have... You know, you have so many of them out there. It's just, it's going to be your personal, uh, personal connection. When I first started, I, uh, I, you know, I started at Liberty Realty and I'm still here, but um, I just flipped through a magazine and I'm like, who's this Mike Ferry guy, right? And I see that you can download his, his, his app and you can listen to things, uh, listen to his recordings. And, and, and that's how I started. And I same, listened to every, way, every single one. I'd walk my dogs, I'd work out, I'd listen to it. And, uh, and they're like, you know, everybody's like jamming the tunes and I'm like, let me rewind this again. What did, how did he say to talk to this person? You know, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it was, it was pretty cool to, uh, to go through the, like to think back and start from square one. And I just remember the things that I did. I learned as much as possible. That is so super important. You have to educate yourself. You have to, you know, improve, you know, learn your skill set and improve from there, master it, you know, so you know how to, you know, just, you know, earn your piece of the pie. I'll never forget. I, I'm going to have a quick share, a quick story with you. Kiro and I had told ourselves that if we hit X number of transactions, I can't remember how many it was, that we were going to rent a Lamborghini. And um, just because we had both never driven one before. And, you know, once you experience that, you sort of get your mind thinking in different ways. And we went down and met with some Mike Ferry agents in Naples to yep. watch the Superstar Retreat or Production Retreat remotely. And we had to go over to Miami for another event. And so we rented this Lamborghini and instead of putting on like, you know, like some, some sort of <laughs> music you would want to be seen in a Lamborghini playing, uh, we were listening to the listing presentation oh, yeah. on, uh, Is it mine? Know, no, we were listening <laughs> to Mike, Mike do the listing presentation. I'm like, you know, this is how you attract women 
to your Lamborghini. We're going to put the and, video uh, right in here. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it was another example of accountability and um, just a cool experience. So yeah. thank you, man. If anybody wants to reach out to you uh, or get in touch with you, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Is that call, text? You can call me at 732-874-3999 or go to teamtarkrealestategroup.com. Awesome, Thank you so much for, for your time today. And uh, we really appreciate it. Th this was fun. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you.